1: Welcome to episode seventy two of the BJJ Campaign Podcast. My name is Jeff Boone. I'm an A three blue belt three stripes. The is A two blue belt two stripes. And as we start every episode, we're gonna do a Gordon Ryan update. Yep, as the fans demand. He is uh got a wrestling match. Everybody just turned the podcast off <laughs> with <laughs> Pat Downey. And then it it's Pat be- Downey. Pat Downey is a world famous Olympic wrestler, world champion, uh, total stud in wrestling. Okay, um, and so it's going to be one wrestling match, one submission only, no time limit match, uh, which should take all of thirty seconds for Gordon mm-hmm. to win that one. Um, but what what are your thoughts, Phil? Are you going to watch it?
0: I'll
2: I'll watch the highlights on the Instagram afterwards. Yeah. It'll probably be a
1: it'll probably be the beer naked choke, would be my guess. So what so I just wonder in the rule set, what's the tiebreaker? Like if Pat Downey pins him faster in the wrestling because in the wrestling match there are no submissions. Why do you need a tiebreaker? I thought it was just two separate matches. Well it's two separate matches, but you gotta have a winner for the whole thing. So it's gonna have to be the quickest pin or the quickest submission, wouldn't you think? Probably, yeah. That would,
2: I guess that would make sense. I, I didn't really think there would be a tiebreaker if there's only two
1: matches. Well, I mean, it doesn't make sense if there's... Like, yeah, okay, Pat Downey's going to win the wrestling match. Maybe. Well, Gordon Ryan says he's going to win, but I mean, yeah. We'll see. I think that's a little... I think
2: I, I think I called him beating this guy like a month ago on the podcast. I think you did. So, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. What if he wins?
1: Huh? What if he wins? Does you just go to the Olympics? The, yeah, they they take him to the Olympics instead of Pat Downey. So it's going to be interesting. <laughs> that that does not happen. There's a whole process for that. Um, <laughs> but I am interested in it. It's, it's, I'm going to be uh, traveling, but I'll be in Colorado at that time. Mm-hmm. So I'll I'll definitely watch it.
2: Yeah, I mean. He- it's a weird scheduling thing because I have my competition. Um, so most people are going to be tuned into that, obviously. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Kind of a terrible,
1: terrible scheduling choice by him on that day. Well, luckily theirs is after your competition. You should be done with your competition by the time that they start, 7 p.m. It's true. true. And yeah, that is, that'll be the saving. Yeah. you know, They'll get views, I yeah. think, Phil. Yeah. Get views. Let's talk about that. Your okay. competition. What What is it? Which one?
2: North Um, South Carolina. Yeah, I think it's grappling industries. Yeah, round robin. So, yeah, there's like I think there's like four people that I saw, and then there was one guy in the thirty plus division. So I would assume if nobody else signs up, that he'll be moved down. So it should be like five people. So it should be a couple matches. Yeah, no good amount of matches.
1: Grappling industries all you you um matches matches against everybody. Yeah,
2: but if I'm assuming if nobody joins the thirty plus division, they just move him down to ours.
1: Is your Nemesis is going to be there.
2: No, he wasn't on the list. I looked this morning. Yeah. No, I was looking not there. Good. Yeah. (laughs) No, I I would, I would love to match up again. I think that would be a good learning experience
1: for sure. But might catch him in something. Who knows? Yeah. Never know. (laughs)
2: Probably not. (laughs) You know, might make it longer than 30, 40 seconds this
1: time though. (laughs) Not get loop choked twice.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the role was nice though. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'll see him again, other than maybe.
1: Uh, I don't know. If you do IBJJF, you'll probably see him because yeah. I think he's doing all those. I would
2: imagine. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, so that's that's on the twenty ninth.
1: Good. Good. Let's talk about your obsession with Marcelo Garcia videos.
2: Okay. They're just they're just great. I only watched, like, for, like, five or six hours yesterday. In fairness, though, I hadn't done any jiu-jitsu since Wednesday. Wow. So. Whoa. Yeah. You know, that was Thursday, Friday. I didn't do anything or watch anything. So it was basically, like, the normal amount just packed into Saturday. Yeah. I get it. But. I have been liking all the video, uh, like, uh, obviously if you do it for five hours, you probably enjoy it, but, um, and whether it's just the ones I'm watching or it's just what I'm hearing now, but the, the grip stuff that he's covering, um, for all the passing and everything else is, mm-hmm. is been very helpful to kind of think about. Cause I've, I guess, uh, paying attention to the details of the pass is good, but when he's talking about things like, you know, when you step in. I think it was like last week or it was very recently. I was describing about how I like to go into this specific passing position and like talking about that. And then yeah. he's like, yeah, I don't do that because then they have time to make the grips, you know? And it's right. It makes a lot of sense. Cause I, it's one of those things where it's like, I'll basically settle to get to where I want to go, but that allows you to do whatever you want to do at or the to same get time. A grip. Whenever you, you know? come
1: in that, that tactical or combat base kind of, Situation. Yeah, where I just you, don't like saying that word, so
2: I just say passing position. I don't, I don't like combat base. It just sounds silly. Combat base is what it is. I don't like
1: it. Well, whatever. That's what it's called. Everybody knows that. Lovato calls it headquarters or headquarters. I like that I'm better. okay with
2: that. You didn't used to be.
1: Hmm?
2: You didn't used to be. You Used to give me a hard time about that one. I was, no, You, you know was what? Better. I
1: I live and learn, Phil. Man. You gotta, you got to so, have small victories.
2: Yeah. If I was better at that and like keeping people's grips off and stuff, I think it would be different. But because. Um, you know, people grab the ankle and kind of get the daily thing. I also liked how he was talking about, um, like the the double ankle sweep of, of, um, kicking straight forward and around to deal with that. It was just another grip break that I've never paid attention to before Mm -hmm. when you're, when you're standing up.
1: Yeah. You usually don't try to address grips.
2: Nah, I just deal with whatever happens later and then, uh, move forward from there.
1: Good approach. Uh, also, shout out to Phil. He uh, made a great suggestion to a good friend who got me a nice gift for Valentine's Day. Yeah, what was the gift? The Gordon Ryan attacking the guard, which for you, for those of you out there who aren't familiar with Gordon Ryan, that's passing. Um, <laughs> uh,
2: so, so that makes three different guard passing approaches and we'll just master all three of those. We're going to be great at passing by
1: like March in five years. March. 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 Two weeks. <laughs> yeah, there's like, I think there's like eight parts to it. I don't, I don't know how long it was. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I just got it transferred over to my uh, BJJ Fanatics account. So. Cool. Um, yeah. Looking forward to that. We'll do, do a little, little, little Lucas Sleppery, little Gordon Ryan. Maybe throw in some Marcelo Garcia there. And obviously, what John Plowler shows us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, he just fixes everything that I break. <laughs> yeah, I watch exactly. something on the internet and I do it wrong. And
1: I said, he must uh, be so frustrated with us whenever we working. do this stuff. Um, Yeah, probably. 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 <laughs> According to YouTube. So. <laughs> uh, well, you know, if... There was classes when I wanted to watch videos. <laughs>
2: yeah, is there a is there a class I can take from my bed when I'm really tired? Um <laughs> uh, yeah. And I like the the addressing the knee shield in the change in directions. And I think um mm-hmm. I think the Hamda Blastman talked about that, but I didn't like understand it. Mm-hmm. Um but of just changing that position because you know, uh I like to put my head down and just drive through it. Rhino guard. Doesn't work. Rhino guard passing
1: also doesn't work. <laughs> rhino guard attacking the guard.
2: <laughs> attacking the guard like a rhino. Exactly. So I like, the, I like that it makes a lot of sense to just change the change the posi- uh, position, the angle of the, the legs and the shield and everything, and then go from there. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. There's a lot of different little things that, you know, if you spend enough time there, you'll see enough.
1: Mm-hmm. We had a full mat at uh, Sunday Rolls today.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: A lot of people. I didn't even get people. to roll with everybody. There was one person that, it, look, public service announcement, everyone. If someone posts up for an open mat, mm-hmm. there was one person that said they were in. Mm-hmm. You didn't say you were in? No, I had a, I was busy. <laughs> you, you were busy. Uh, we'll not go into that. Um, and we had like 24 people. I don't, how, how many people do we have there? It's like, I don't know, probably twenty. Yeah, twenty people there. One public service announcement. Post up. Other people want to know that who's I sworn. usually
2: do. And I usually give people a hard time for not posting up.
1: Yeah. You should.
2: Because I think people tend to
1: follow the crowd. Or maybe it just everybody knows that everybody's gonna be at Sunday rolls and they just do it. They don't even pay attention to their post anymore.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's like every other class, it always happens, so True it's not like it's a special occasion anymore.
1: It most certainly is a special occasion. I'm, yeah.
2: I regretted saying that as soon as it
1: came out. <laughs> no, but it's great. It was, it was, it was really fun. Um, and a Sunday rolls, uh, participant who wasn't there today, Patrick asked us, uh, and I'm not sure why, cause we don't really know that much about anything, but, mm-hmm. uh, what to focus on as a white belt.
2: Yeah. So I'll let you go first because I'm going to have a,
1: go ahead. So if you're a brand, I think there's different stages to that, right? You know, I think that you have to look at it in the whole continuum of what you are as a white belt. And that is when you first start, the only thing that you should be, that I would think you should be focused on is trying to keep your posture in the guard, trying to get two positions in each position that you're familiar with so that you have something to do in those positions whenever you get put in them. And also trying to, um, make sure that your movements are fluid. Um, good example. Um, Dan one of the newer guys on our team mm-hmm. that, that's one of Manuel's buddies uh, he's big strong guy yeah, but yeah.
2: he's about my size
1: <laughs> <laughs> he is not folks um, he, he's very strong but he's very controlled like he was I'm sure Manuel gave him pointers before he came in and like he's very controlled and trying to you know do the right things and his wife might do the self-defense class now i was talking to her for a while i was really
2: nice she's like manuel's been pressuring me and i was like okay good
1: good work philly nice (laughs) all right good uh but but he i told him man you're really you know he was really focused on holding that position and posturing up and guard and and everything and and being fluid with his movements not i can't even get over it because
2: well i was telling him i was like you can you can put your weight down like you can, you don't have to keep you know he's like being overly nice and cautious yeah. that'll be the learning of who's who and whatever but no I, I definitely noticed that that stands out when they're new and control and understand kind of what's happening
1: yeah, no, and, and like he, he gets in those positions, try you can see him trying to think about what to do in those and and maybe, you know, he doesn't have a mount escape yet. That's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, stay in that position until they transition. I'm you know, whenever I get that position, I'm just gonna transition out of it. It's not gonna I'm gonna try to get his back and do stuff from there, you know. Um but but really I think that's that's that zero to one stripe white belt right, is trying Mm -hmm. to focus on getting those positions, really focusing on your breathing, not blowing your cardio out, not having to take rounds off whenever you're done with one round because you went so hard, you know. I think that's the one stripe. Um, That's what I would say. That would be my recommendation. And then, you know, whenever you're getting to be uh, two-stripe, three-stripe white belts, you know, really focus on something that – is going to be useful throughout your jujitsu journey. And that's passing the guard. I mean, I think that you have to focus on breaking guard on, on guard breaks and passing the guard. Um, you know,
2: that sounds real biased. Cause you've been working on passing the guard.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've been working on passing the guard for a really long time, that's true. Phil. That's true. Oh, really? Like, like when, since I was a two or three stripe white belt, I've been working on passing the guard. It'll take one of these days. Um, i think after this gordon ryan video for sure likely for sure
2: you'll be on up going against the olympians i hope he has like
1: a cartwheel pass that i could try something like that i i hope not <laughs> uh uh but but yeah that evolution and then um and then you know whenever you get in the four stripe you know everyone says that that white belt is a defense belt yeah sure it is but you also have to focus on whenever you have the newer white belts that you're working with and you're forced right you why not focus on um trying to get a few good finishes a few good submissions that you're just getting familiar with and trying to accomplish um you know so i think that that would be that would be my recommendation for for that it might be totally off but i mean that's that's kind of Looking back on it, that's kind of what I feel like I should have done. And, and just as a caveat to that, um, you know, whenever I was doing this at two and three stripes, I was trying to play um, pretty exclusively on the bottom lasso guard. Lasso guard. Lasso guard for a long time on the, as a two or three stripe white ballot. <laughs> Probably not where you want to be, but that's what I did.
2: Yeah. Well, your lasso guard's pretty good now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, so what about you, Phil?
2: Well, I think the defense answer is obvious or whatever. I mean, that's always going to be there. You're not going to have a choice. Um, And mine would just be whatever you think is fun. Um, Like, there's no right or wrong, I don't don't think. So, like, I've loved being in the close guard, and I don't really do that as much anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, I've talked about how I don't think I really had a choice, but that was what I love to do, you know? And that was kind of gave me an idea. And I learned how to do a bunch of different things from there. And like, you kind of get comfortable there and that's where you're having fun. And that's kind of, you know, you're doing class and learning other stuff at the same time that you don't realize you're learning and things. And then kind of, you can all put it together later. But like some people like side control, or if you like a weird position, like like Kesa, for whatever reason.
1: No, don't do that. It's so weird. He loves it. Don't he do loves that. It. He loves it. It's fine. Who he, does? Patrick. Really?
2: Yeah, doesn't he always choose that one?
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's pretty easy to get out of. It's fine. Whatever <laughs> one you like. <laughs> don't do not do that. Don't focus on Kesa Katama. <laughs> Please.
2: Well, whatever. But pick one you like, and then just learn a bunch about that one. And then... Because everything you learn from from the one place is going to apply somewhere else later anyway, so I don't think there's necessarily a like a hierarchy maybe of better stuff. Or I mean, there probably is, but mm-hmm. who cares? Do whatever you think is fun.
1: Mm-hmm. And um, a a recommendation that for a book that I read um, whenever I was starting out was Zen Jiu-Jitsu, White to Blue. It's really um, yeah it's really a good book on getting you through your first year or so of jiu jitsu and kind of a, a training plan. The guy's really good um um uh, he's i think he's a brown belt now under henzo Gracie um I can't remember his i can't remember his name but i don't know yeah um but yeah i think I think that that's a good resource and you know neither Phil nor I said focus on the fundamentals but i mean that's what you're going to be doing you're going to be doing the fundamentals all the way through it so obviously yes focus on those fundamentals and and focus on just
2: well that should be the class you're going to go to i mean you like we focus yeah. on things that we want to i think this is more for the people who are into it and trying to go out and and learn on their own you know mm-hmm. like i go to every class that I can and I try to learn what's presented in the class. And then whether like, I like watching other people teach the same moves cause I pick up different things or I hear them say it differently, you know? Mm-hmm. And I also like just exploring whether it's the guard passing or back stuff or whatever, um, from other people and just trying to see how you tie it together. And just cause it's not covered necessarily in the fundamentals class doesn't mean like, like, you can't ask your instructor and, and get the answer. Cause I guarantee you they've done it a bunch of times mm-hmm. and they have good answers on how they like to do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely do that. The fundamentals are the only thing that's going to work. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> like, right. <laughs> but yeah, if you're looking for, if you're looking for something outside that, it's hard to tell you what you think is going to be, interesting or appealing and like i just like different moves at different times Uh, i love the cross choke forever Mm -hmm. um i don't really care much for it now yeah you know no but you still have that fallback you you but it taught a lot of time it taught a lot about you know gripping and trying to do other chokes that you know just general hand placement and getting in there like you know arm where you want the arms on the neck kind of thing um which applies everywhere Mm-hmm. but that was just what I thought was fun to how to learn it. And it's so hard to see where everything is connected starting. Cause yeah, I did think he was, John was talking about this the other night, but it's like, it does seem like 7,000 individual moves, but when you kind of break everything down, all those triangles and head and arm chokes are just different ways to trap a head and an arm and a choke and apply it. Um, once you start to understand how they work, they go everywhere. So whichever one you take two, or you think is interesting or you see the opportunity to go for do that move
1: mm-hmm. a lot I would say two more things um as well and that is um learn how to train right I mean focus on how to train and that is that is pay attention right I mean these are simple little things right but pay attention and also focus on um being present for the move. And if you forget, no big deal, but focus on getting those reps in right. And making sure that you're being a good training partner. In other words, um, I, I mentioned this before, but it's something that's really helped me here lately. And that is, you know, whenever they're showing a move in the fundamentals, uh, class or whatever class I'll, they'll usually show it at least three times. Right. So two times I'll pay, explicit attention to what the move is. And one time I pay attention to what the person is, the response that the person's giving the feedback to that move, you know? So I, I think that's, um, I think that's something that I've, I've just recently really started to to focus on. And I think it's, I should have probably done it earlier, you know? Um, and the second thing is, is, Learn how you learn, right? So, uh for me, I I like to think of of concepts. Uh, Phil says that sounds arrogant. I don't think it does, but
2: when you when you say you're a conceptual learner and the way you say it, it's ridiculous. What you say? Uh, Am I saying like Thurston Howe the (laughs) third? I don't know what
1: that means. That's uh, Gilligan's Island. Never mind. You don't understand that. You're too young. That was a black and white show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but but you you know just just figure out how you learn and 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 what what makes sense to you and and focus on that and try to try to hone that learning skill whatever it is Mm -hmm. so anything else philly
2: um go to class
1: Yeah, that's great. Focus on
2: going to class as much as possible.
1: That's, yeah. Don't miss. Don't take, you know. Never take a day off. Never take a day off. Unless you're sick. If you're sick, don't come. Don't spread that. True. So. uh, Next, we're going to talk politics, Phil. Nice. No, it's not nice. Um, (laughs) Andrew Yang said all um, police officers should be purple belt and above.
2: Right, I like that, but then he dropped out. So,
1: that's true. He did, didn't he? Yeah,
2: I yeah. was. I was like, maybe I'll vote, and now I'm not going <laughs> I'm <a> to
1: <laughs> He's got the jiu-jitsu vote.
2: Yeah, somebody should pick that up because now I don't care anymore. But yeah, so I heard that. I think on the Joe Rogan podcast where I learn all my politic news. Yeah, um, <laughs> he. <a> good place. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I think that's such a good idea. You just see the videos of the cops that they don't know what to do. Yeah. I saw. I saw one, I think John posted it. I, it actually like really confused me because it was looped, but I didn't understand it was looped. I was like, how'd they let him get back up? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, it started over, I was like, oh, but uh yeah, it takes like, you know, the one guy just has no idea. got like slammed to the ground and stuff and he seemed to be okay ish. You know, he probably was very sore the next day, but man. Yeah. That could that kill you, you know. It's land wrong or whatever, and guy on top of you and I don't know. Like you have to be able to deal with somebody who's I mean, if they crazy enough to fight a cop, like you have to think it's the absolute worst case scenario every time. Because like if it's somebody like me, I'm just not gonna fight a police officer. It's just not gonna happen. No, no matter like, what. It doesn't matter how right mm-hmm. I am. Right that's not going to end good in any way. So right. like you have to think of the type of person who's willing to fight a police officer. Mm-hmm. Not good.
1: Yeah. Can you imagine being a police officer and having the minimum training that they have? And and granted, I mean, they've got a, a great instructor for the CMPD, you know, uh, uh, for their, their course. But, Having six weeks of that training, I mean, that's nothing.
2: Yeah, no, I don't know. Um, but I think there's no way to understand how much you don't know until it happens, which is unfortunate. Because I think a lot of people are confident
1: that they would handle it well until they don't. Yeah, it's unfounded confidence. And and so let's just let's step back and take a look at that. What, I mean... How would, and let's just say somebody did get into, you know, that was something that we said, all right, all police officers, maybe be a blue belt, you know, right. You know, so at least have a year or two of training mm-hmm. in to do that. I think that's a a, a pretty good indicator and, and something where you can manage distance, do those things, f- figure out the basic fundamentals. But how would, how would that even, be something Because listen, the police officers, I mean, that's, they're dedicating a lot of their life and it, and it takes money to train jujitsu, you know, and they've got families and everything else. How, how do, how do, how do you, yeah, but how much that? does
2: it, how much does it cost in like legal fees to handle a situation that is all over the news because it wasn't handled with control?
1: So what you're saying is it would be cheaper instead of mitigating. Long the, run. Yeah. It, it would be cheaper in the long run if they had training that they were, they were able to pay for. Right. Yeah. Now I, that still gets you. you have to think of how
2: many places that have discounts as well. For sure. For law enforcement, firefighters. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like you, you train for the worst case scenario and stuff. And then. Like if you're in that line of work, you're a thousand times more likely to get into a situation than I'll ever be. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. So like, and, it, and kind of going back to, I remember Ryan talking, I can't remember if it was right before he said he got his blue belt or like right before he did jujitsu for the first time. But that was when he was the most confident he's ever been in his life. He's like, I'm still not as confident as I was before I went in and got my butt kicked, you know? Yeah. And then that understanding of, what some people are capable of like you just never know like you can kind of look at some giant people and be like i don't think i'd like his arm around my head in any way Mm -hmm. but if they understand what they're doing a little bit you have no chance like you don't know so i don't know i i think i don't understand how it works I, i don't know what the training is like i know i've we train with a, a few police officers and I can a already lot, tell yeah. their schedule is very busy Yeah, and like long hours and stuff. So I'm not sure where in relation it works with other people, like how all the schedules work to where it would be reasonable for, to make it happen. But it just seems like something you really can't afford to risk.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, like you said, it, it mitigates those, you know, people you know, the improper use of force or, or excessive force or anything like that. You know, if you, if you have, if you're trained in jujitsu, you'll, you'll be able to subdue the attacker in a much more harmless way, you mm-hmm. know? So I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I would, that would be, uh, that would mean be a huge growth for jujitsu. I think it's something that, that, that should be done, but who knows how that would get through and, and they would figure out the logistics of it. And, you know, Not every person thinks they need that training. I know that's, you know, you, a
2: lot of people were like, well, you have a gun or whatever, but in that situation, they got the, the guy got way too close to the cop, Mm -hmm. then was able to even lift him off the ground. Yeah. And slam him down without like any sort of idea how to, I mean, I can't, I'm not sure if he posted his arm, but I'm 99% sure he probably did, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, all those things are just giant red flags of things you're not, supposed to do Mm -hmm. and but again the reason you train is because that's what everybody does like there's a natural reaction that people are going to do and Mm -hmm. you have to teach and learn how teach yourself and learn how not to uh how not to let that situation happen the best you can i mean it's adrenaline and things and things go wrong situations and whatever so i don't know yeah but it would make a lot of sense i think that would I think that would solve a lot of problems if if a lot more situations were being were able to be just not even situations cuz they get handled so easily yeah, you know and, 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 it, and it might it doesn't even turn into that f- argument between civilians and and
1: law enforcement law enforcement and stuff yeah and it might even change that perception of you know i mean sometimes the cops get a bad rap uh and sometimes deservedly so a lot of times not mm-hmm. but if you if you have that police force that's trained to that higher level, you are going to have less and less of that. And that that could certainly change perceptions throughout the community uh, uh, for the good of of law enforcement. So, you know, I don't know. It's a tough thing, but uh, but I hope that was all the first
2: time I've ever heard that. You know, and I think we talked about it briefly or whatever a couple of days ago. But yeah, I mean, that just sounds like a really smart idea to kind of take a giant step towards fixing a problem that is hard to fix
1: yep agreed agreed um what else philly anything else been on your mind lately what do you got written down uh well looking at the um kids development for the kids program what what would you say in jujitsu if you're helping out with the kids class is the most important thing. Um,
2: I, I mean the same have fun answer as a white belt. I mean, you have to get people interested in coming
1: back. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. That's the right answer. Yeah. And then daily. Yeah. 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 You want to teach the kids daily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but let's just talk about that i mean you know i think that we've both uh, you know i haven't been able to go to as many you've been going more lately it seems like once a week it seems i've been trying to but you know it's sometimes it's tough it's it's, uh you know what the first one's at five o'clock i never make that one but six o'clock four or first one's at four Sorry, the young warriors but um no that's it like other that's on the other days of the week that is
2: there's a with, class at four,
1: oh, class that's of five, right. and they class They split to two yeah. younger. Okay, gotcha. And then six. So I, I can sometimes make the six o'clock yeah. class. You know, but, but the uh, you know the nice part about that is, you know, the development of your own game and also just seeing the kids have fun doing it.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, it's cool because I think you talked a lot about it before. Seeing like kids kind of come out of their shell and stuff, and kind of get used to going. That's, that's cool. It's also really cool to see kids who kind of take to it Mm -hmm. immediately and want to learn and like want to drill and stuff. And it's fun to try to help them get better. You know, it's, it's, it's fun to work with people who are like, obviously passionate about what you're passionate about. Like, that's just gonna be the case, you know, but Mm -hmm. it's still cool to see everybody get better. And there's a lot of times I watch the kids roll and I'm like, they're better than a lot of the adults, mm-hmm. for sure. Especially like with the arm bar from the mount, like the hip, the hip movement there. I'm like, I can't do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it is good, and and if you look at, it, I mean, a lot of those kids have been doing jujitsu for longer than me. Yeah, way longer than me. Yeah, for sure. You know, five, six, seven years. I mean, that's that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know what? If if they're they're screwing around sometimes. Yeah, well, they're not, I mean, they're not adults. They don't have to, I mean, obviously, if you you, you want to have a good balance between, you know, if they're screwing around kind of saying, hey, come on. But, you know, sometimes they're just going to screw around. And I think that's okay as long as they're having fun and not hurting any of the other kids, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but, yeah, it's good to see, you know, it, it's great to see, especially in a competitive setting, you know, we were helping the kids at the last tournament and, yeah. uh, and it's just, it's so fun to see them, uh, a nervous before they go out there. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, you know, uh, I think it was Sydney. She was like, she was jumping around. I was like, you nervous. She was like, yes, I'm so, so nervous. <laughs> I was like, all right, well that's normal. Uh, <laughs> but, but just just letting them know that that's normal and and um, and see them develop through um, through that competition because you know in in I think far and away the the referees the referee the kids they really they really um, pay close attention mm-hmm. whenever they're in on the kids and that's that's um, so important you know so that the kids don't get hurt you know because they don't know a lot of the times they don't know that flexibility is not a defense for something because they're Mm -hmm. really flexible you know yeah um so so having that but uh i just i think that's you know if if you're thinking about getting your kids into jiu-jitsu i think it's a vehicle to make them personally a lot better as a person to figure out that hey Things aren't always easy, and it may be a way that you can show that, you know, if you've got a kid who lacks a little bit of discipline, if you take them to jiu-jitsu, they're going to learn discipline, you know? Mm-hmm. That's that's one of the things that, that jiu-jitsu is really good about showing because A, in the instruction itself, B, in just having um, – someone as good as john that can handle the kids and really really keeps the kids attention and kind of showing us how to do that same thing i think that's super important
2: yeah i do it a lot I, i think it's a lot of fun and i get a lot out of um just watching the classes and watching the kids mess things up
1: yeah yep uh philly anything else I don't know. Let's talk about Role Model Camp. Are you going to try to sneak in with a wig? Maybe. Maybe I can (laughs) identify. I'm not (laughs) going to go there. Um, It should be May, right? It's May. Is it May? I think so. May. So Role Model Camp, it's in uh, Indianapolis. They're going to have some great...
2: I tried to look the other day to see if they were going to do an Ego, and they didn't have anything on the schedule. So we'll see if we... We see one posted, but um, I'd like to try to get up there and do one of theirs. Do one of their tournaments and like train with them for a little bit. You, you want to travel? I'll go there. Yeah, I'm driving. I'll meet you I'll Pick you up.
1: <laughs> wow, that's yeah. a big, if, uh, listeners, that's a big step for Phil. He yep. doesn't really travel anywhere. No, I don't like it. Um, I'll go there though. I'm gonna try to. I was gonna see if they had a
2: one of the ego tournaments posted maybe for a tag team match, but I didn't see anything. Um, I didn't see <laughs> Me anything. And Phil up tag there. team match. Yes. Yeah, I'm
1: trying take on all blue belts. We'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, it's May 1st through 3rd, Phil. Okay. And a, a bunch of great instructors. And if it's not already full, which I don't know, it might be. I mean, I didn't see anything posted that it was full. So, okay. So it's 10% off with the BJJ campaign, uh, code. Mm-hmm. You get that? uh, get that. And, uh, if you're a woman, it's all women's camp. Um, and highly recommend it. I think it's going to be something that, that an uh, experience that you won't soon forget, you know, because he, he, there's a lot of women that are training jujitsu, but, you know, I think it's important that they have, you know, they have them here in the Charlotte area, the open mats for women and, and carry, um, does that with us, the, the women's open mats. And I think it's really important to, to, um, get that camaraderie as, as we get, I think, mm-hmm. you know, the whole team has a camaraderie men and women, but I think that, that, uh, that certainly is helpful in your journey. Um, tell the fans, uh, that's a strong word fans. I don't know that there's really any fans. Tell the people that are listening out there how they can support us if they choose to do so. Trash
2: cards, T-shirts, zip-up sweaters, sweaters. Yeah, it's not really a sweater. It's a sweatshirt. It's a hoodie.
1: Yeah, zip-up hoodie. Sweatshirt. It's a hoodie.
2: Yeah, hooded sweatshirt with a zipper. What else do we have? Patches. Patches. And Instagram, we post most days. It's We're electric, trying. It's electric stuff. Fantastic pictures. Inspirational. Um. <laughs> YouTube and share the podcast. Share, Yeah. And
1: questions are always welcome too. yeah. Join the uh, Facebook group and and post anything you want us to talk about. I'd get
2: the rash guard though. That's the most comfortable. Yeah. The rash
1: guard is a bit. Do we have
2: any rash guards? Yeah,
1: we do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Roland wants an extra large, by the way. There's one left. (laughs) You guys have to fight for it. (laughs) Um, and, um, I want to give a shout out to one of our former guests. Um, john bagels telford and mm-hmm. getting his black belt yeah uh, he had a baby and got his black belt all in the same week mm-hmm. that's too big two big occasions
2: yeah it's a big deal so congrats man that's awesome
1: yeah it is and uh folks if you're not out there doing something each and every day to make yourself better get out there and do it phil and i choose jujitsu we hope you do too